Sports Meets Beer, episode 41, part three. I'm Ben Perry. That is Brad Barmore, and you're listening to our podcast. I don't know why I said it like podcast. It's perfect. It sounded natural. Yeah. Came from within. Anyways, uh, check us out. If this is uh, your first time tuning in, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we talk about a couple things on the show. We talk about sports. We talk about food while we drink beer and sample beer. So we got a lot of things going on. Uh, this is part three of episode 41, Sports Meets Beer Podcast. Uh, if you haven't checked out our other two episodes uh, from this week's releases, please do so. Part one and two uh, are all about Dr. Death, uh, the beloved Raiders fan who uh, dedicates himself to painting up and being uh, one of the super uber fans, uh, and also grace the cover of Sports Illustrated. And super uber driver. Yes, he is also an Uber driver as well. Uh, A really nice guy, but we go through and talk about the situation that is the potential Las Vegas Raiders stadium situation. So uh, check it out. Part one and two. Uh, Really, really informative. Super nice guy. Can't say enough nice things about him. Uh, but uh, Mr. Death, Doctor Death, sorry, Doctor. Mr. He, he didn't, didn't go to he didn't go to four, years, four years of death of school. Fucking death school for you to call him. Beat Mr. you to it. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, that's that. Uh, we've got some cool beers we're gonna try in this episode. Uh, some stuff from Stone. Uh, some stuff from Barrel Brothers out of Windsor. Really good stuff. So, we're not just trying to blow stuff up your butt here either. No, we're, telling we're you not. The truth. Telling you the truth. Hang tight, and if uh, you're a little squeamish at all about uh, BMs, this is not the episode for you. Yeah, Check it out. We get into some real shit here, guys. <laughs> Pull up your boots because the shit's getting deep. All right, part three. Here we are. Hey, Brad. How are you? Hello, buddy. What's Good. going down? It's uh, another day here in the the, the the recording palace. I know. Go to productions. It's nice. It's got curtains. It does have and banners and signs and lights. It's not even like our garage. Uh, we have had some special guests in the studio. Mike Nelson came by. No Chewy Gomez this week, though. Nope. Chewy is MIA, no longer a part of the studio. Do you think he says, hey, I haven't seen those Sports Meets Beer guys in a while? Do you think he, he says that? He's probably said it to somebody. He probably said, oh, I haven't seen those guys in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what he said. Uh, well, if you're listening to this. It's part three. Sports meets beer. That's right. Episode 41. Let's talk some beer. We had two weeks off. We did. Or we did no episodes. We apologize for that. Yeah, between, jeez, uh, we had a lot of things going on. Yeah. But Disneyland is one of them. That's yeah. the most important thing out of all of the things going on. Disneyland is by far and away the most important thing. Well, I don't know if it's the most important thing, but it is It is a huge roadblock into us actually getting weekly content out. Yes. Uh, um, so let's do this. Uh, I've got some beer. I also, drink. Yeah, I have some beer in front of me that I, I think we should testfully talk about. Whizbang. Let's go ahead and check it out. Did you know that Whizbang is also a chicken plucker tool? I did not know that. Yeah. Although we're not drinking Whizbang. Uh, I am. Mm, I poured in your cup. It was supposed to be. Where's your cup? Cup is down there because we were hiding it from the curmudgeon. Oh, <laughs> pulled your pulled your cup up then because okay. that's that's the uh, what we're tasting. Oh. Uh, we've got three offerings this week. Uh, one of which we're going to start. We're going to start local. Our boys up in Windsor, the Barrel Brothers. Uh, you can find your Whizbang Chicken Plucker Kit at whizbangplucker.blogspot.com. Perfect. 
first beer we're going to try up is uh, Barrel Brothers uh, Brewing. These guys are out of Windsor. Uh, They've been doing a lot of good things. They've been open since 2015. One of my favorites. They're great. Uh, you've got uh, you got two brother brothers in law and their father in law all contributing to this. Um, really cool stuff up in Windsor. So if you get a chance, do check out their tap room. I still have yet to make it by there, but luckily my co host has, and he brought he brings their offerings to me, which is even better. Uh, but today we're drinking the Barrel Brothers Blonde Voyage. Um, so this is a five five two. ABV beer, 25 IBUs. Um, you know, in pouring this thing out, um, you definitely get really, really nice straw-colored gold. Um, real light in color, filtered, uh, gently filtered, really nice. I mean, you, you the aroma you get off this thing is you definitely get, um, you're getting obviously malt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, in, you're getting a lot of malt. Um, but it's not overpowering. So I say a lot, you just tell it's very malty. It's not hoppy, obviously. A twenty-five IBU beer is not, not really not going to uh, knock your socks off, but at the same time, so it's a blonde, but it, it it's got the a Belgian a Belgian yeast strain in it, which is interesting. So uh, I don't get I get a, a, just a touch of that Belgian strain in the nose, um, but it's 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 like it's a it's a blend of that sweet malt. Um, I get a little bit of like a corn, even though that's not what is in this. I still get like that sweet, kind of like a. Um, yeah, like a roasted corn almost. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I get more of the Belgian. In my mind, I get way more of the Belgian funk than you are than you might be getting. Yeah. That's like the first thing that I noticed. Yeah, but also I think you're a little, I think, you know, because you don't like Belgians as much as I do, I think that's beers, obviously. Belgian beers. I'm sure the Belgian people are delightful. <laughs> um, I, I just don't, that's the thing. I, it doesn't, it's not a uh, offensive smell to me, so. Um, in the uh, AATMF, you know, we talked about the uh, aroma appearance. Uh, taste, mouthfeel, finish. Um, the taste is that you definitely get that blonde, that uh, Belgian, Belgian yeast kicks right in. Um, so it's got a little bit of that funk uh, where it, uh, you know, just kind of it, it, it kind of dances on your tongue. It could be considered an offensive flavor if you're not used to that Belgian yeast strain, um, which has got a very distinct flavor for sure. Um, but it is really light in flavor. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's overpowering no. at all. No, um, really light. Super easy to drink. Um, mouth feels good. I mean, it's it's because it's got uh, uh, it's considered a Belgian cream ale. Super silky smooth. Yeah. Good level of carbonation. Um, really, it's. I mean, this is a good beer. I don't know. You know, the twenty two ounce is such a strange vessel. It's it's something that's easy for smaller breweries to produce now, um, just because those bottling lines are a little bit cheaper. Um, but you have said on this show that you think that it's dying. It is. It'll be gone. It's going away. I mean, the variety from the you know from what you can buy at the uh, you know their their tap rooms and stuff is not going away, but what the the shelf skew is going away. It's 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 dwindling down. It's making room for six packs and more multi packs. And now you're getting now like people like founders and a couple other groups have done like eight packs and they're doing you know and that's real more to hit at like a specific price point versus right. value. So anyways, uh, Barrel Brothers Blonde Voyage. The finish again, really really nice, real creamy. Doesn't leave a lot of. Uh, a lot of left on the palate. It's just, it's really light. So this would be a great night. Now that the weather's turned outside, I mean, it was in the 70s when we yeah. drove in here today. Uh, this would be a great beer to have on the road. if Spicy food. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Totally see that. Yeah, it's great. This is uh So speaking of Blonde Voyage, any, how many uh, Jimmy beers while you were there at Disneyland? I had zero beers while I was at Disneyland. Well, uh, that sounds like the most unhappiest place on the earth. The week before we left, I was quite ill. Yeah, 
You got that like two days before you left. Yeah. Well, I had been kind of fighting it for a couple of days, and I just was powering through, taking some Dayquil and the like, just because yeah. I, you know, I was going to be gone, so I need to get some stuff accomplished. Um, I don't take a lot of drugs. Um, Pharmaceuticals just, or just drugs in general? In general. Okay. Um, all of it. But uh, I, you know, I couldn't function the way I was, so I took a bunch of Dayquil for four or five days leading up, and it turns out um, that. Uh, if you don't take a lot of those things, your body is quite sensitive to all of the uh, ingredients in them. Yes. Case in point, uh, I we leave on the or we leave on Tuesday. The Monday before we leave, I end up just not even going into work. I'm supposed to work all day, and we're going to leave early Tuesday morning. I don't even go in. I have like a hundred and two fever Ugh. on Monday. Right. I get up Tuesday morning. We get in the van. We pile in. We go. I'm feeling like absolute dog crap. Uh, around. Four o'clock on Tuesday, the fever breaks. I'm starting to feel better. But my stomach is all messed up. I got all kinds of stomach cramps and pains and whatever, and I can't, I don't know what it is. I'm like, am I sick? I haven't eaten really. I just haven't felt good about it. Uh, so I take some Alka-Seltzer. My stomach kind of feels better. Going along, we have dinner at Rainforest Cafe, which if you have a chance to do that, don't. Um <laughs> Uh, we get up, we go to the park on the, we- uh, this is on Wednesday now, we go to the park, and my stomach hurts so bad, I can't eat anything. I can't drink anything. Eating or drinking anything creates this pain at the top of my stomach that feels like someone is stabbing me with like a sword. Like, it hurts so bad. And I'm like, God, what is this about? And I try and like, take like some more Alka-Seltzer, and the bubbles make it so much worse. Oh. So much worse. I'm like, oh, God. So I go all day Wednesday. I can't eat. I can barely drink any water. I just can't eat or drink anything. And you're walking, you know, you're walking anywhere from 8 to 12 miles a day at this thing. Like, when we were at California Adventure, we had California Adventure on Wednesday, we walked like a legit, the Fitbit tracked us at 10 and a half miles a day. nice. Just walking. And I didn't eat hardly anything. I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. And, like, it just feels, it doesn't feel like, like, into, like, acid reflux or anything like that, but it feels like I got, like, a really horrible gas pain. So now it's Thursday. I wake up and I think I'm going to feel better. Nope, it's almost worse. And so we get on the, uh, I get on the phone with the doctor on early Thursday morning, and I go, "Hey," I get on the advice nurse, and I go, "Hey, here's what's going on," and she's like, "Well, when was the last time you had a um, bowel movement?" And I go, "I think it's been since Friday. This is on Wednesday. This is on Thursday morning now." I go, "I think it's been since Friday." Ugh. She's that like, gross. everything you have that you're talking about right now suggests that you're constipated. And I'm like, honey, I think you need to understand something. Um, everything about my life suggests that there's no way that I'm constipated. She goes, well, you haven't had a movement since Friday. I go, yeah, but I'm like the most regularist guy ever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but she goes, all these things you're talking about. She gives like this full rundown about like stretch receptors and this and the way your body reacts. I'm like, okay. She goes, uh, so I'm going to get you a phone appointment with the doctor. He's going to call you at 1.30 today. And you need to make sure that you're ready. Okay, no problem. So 1.30 comes around. I'm on the phone. I am now walking up and down in incredible pain, right? Uh, I am walking up and down the main road in Adventureland. Yeah. Uh, in a crowded Disneyland. Like, they, we went because it's supposedly a slower time of the year, but it was some sort of, like, special perk weekend for locals and for people that are there. Yeah. So it was ended up being busy there. I'm walking up and down and, like, just fighting my, like, fighting a cr- against traffic, like, with strollers and kids and everything else. Speaking loudly so the doctor can hear hear me, describing my last bowel movement in consistency, timing, and texture on the phone in the middle of all these people. 
And he's like, he's like, all right, oh. so you know, where are you right now? It sounds like you're in a crowd of people. I go, I'm at Disneyland, and he gets quiet for a minute. And he's like, okay, well, you have to do, I, I'm going to prescribe two things. They're both over the counter. One of them is called magnesium citrate. And he goes, you're going you're gonna to take us, just take the dose that it tells you. And the other one is, the brand is called Fleets. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you're going to want, there's one that is like for lubrication. Yeah. Uh, Fleets Enema is what it's called. Now I get quiet for a minute. And he goes, are you still there? And I go, yes, I'm still here. And he goes, what's the matter? You go, well, I'm at Disneyland. You just prescribed me an enema. He started laughing. And I go, that's not even the worst part. I go, I grew up Catholic. This poses a real problem for me. And I thought he was going to pass out in his chair. He's, he, I could hear him laughing hysterically. And he's like trying to maintain like some modicum of professionalism. Yeah, he's just not doing some it. Some composure. Because the idea of me now telling this dude that I can't take an enema because I'm Catholic while standing it in front of the jungle cruise ride at Disneyland <laughs> is like just completely overtaking him. So now go through the rest of the day. I have to go with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is with us. God bless those people for coming because they helped with the kids so much. I was so useless. I go with my mother-in-law to CVS down the street from the hotel to go pick out an enema. And as I'm waiting in line at the store, CVS, a very crowded CVS, she's giving me pointers on what I should be doing, like how I need to make sure I'm doing it. And Your I, mother-in-law is? My mother-in-law is because oh. for a number of reasons. But I'm like, this is... I'm having a really hard time with this right now. Can you just, I am having a fucking panic attack, like full blown, like alligator beads of sweat coming down my forehead, thinking about the fact that my mother-in-law is talking to me about this in line and I have to go back into the hotel and do this. And then look them in the eye and then look an hour it, and a half later. It, in, the, in the bathroom of the hotel room, the bathroom door that does not lock in the one bedroom hotel room that we're sharing with our kids who don't have any semblance of privacy. So at any moment, there's a chance that they're going to come in <laughs> while dad is in a very prone position doing things that we've tried to tell our kids not to do for a really long time. <laughs> now, I go back to the hotel. I go back to the hotel. My in-laws, my mother and father-in-law go into their hotel room. They close the door because they know what's about to happen. I, I, you're supposed to take a six-ounce dose of this, of this, cal, or this uh, magnesium citrate. Yeah. It's this super carbonated drink, right? Which is hurting your stomach. Which hurts my stomach. It's like super carbonated, and it's like a non- uh, stimulant laxative. So you're supposed to take a six ounce dose. I get like a three ounce sip in. I'm like, I just got to power through it. Fuck it. Throw a three ounces back. And I'm not joking, dude. It hit the top of my stomach and I thought I was going to die, dude. Like oh. I like, I fall to my knees, like the end, like Willem Dafoe at the end of uh, platoon, <laughs> just fall to my knees, throw my arms up. I'm like, Oh fuck. No, he's like, the kids are asleep. Be quiet. I'm like, the only the fact that you've given birth to two children it's the only way you can even know what this feels like <laughs> oh. which which now means that I get no sympathy because oh. I'm making smart ass comments like that yeah it takes like an hour for me to get over that like it hurts so bad so she's like well you gonna drink the rest of this I'm like no she goes you're supposed to do the whole dose I was like sorry man like I'm not doing that again but now it's time it's 11:30 at night I cannot put this off any longer uh I blacked out for a minute the next thing I know, what? I, I blacked out for a minute. It's 1130 at night. I walk into the bathroom. I get in the tub and I black out. The next thing I know, it's 1155 and I am on my elbows and my knees in the tub with my ass in the air, like having to go through like Lamaze breathing classes, just knowing that I have to give myself this freaking enema, dude. And like, 
I I'm I can't do it. I'm having the hardest time. Like, do you need help? And before she found, no, no, I do not need help. I do not need help. She's like, well, keep it down. The kids. I'm like, I wasn't even saying anything. You asked me. She's like, stop yelling. So it's gonna get graphic here, kids. So you're just gonna wanna. Yeah, not safe for work. You're just gonna wanna just hang out for a second. Fast forward a couple seconds. So this thing, it's the one that he prescribed is for lubricating, right? And so it's this oily. Oh, yeah. Gross thing. Oh, yeah. So I apparently am not very good at- uh, Sticking at, things in your ass? At self- at, at self- uh, self- enemaing. Yeah. I don't even know what the right- self-torturing, I guess. So the first three ounces just create this whole oily mess all over my fucking balls. And like, <laughs> it's just- it's everywhere, dude. And I'm like- like, it's all down- I'm in the tub, thank God. It's like down in my legs. And I, I'm like, all right, so this can't be right. So I got to kind of get resituated. And so now, like now, things are going good, and I'm I'm filling her up, and they the <laughs> the box tells you, the box tells you, you're not you're gonna you're not gonna empty the entire bottle. There's gonna be some left. So just you know squeeze out as much as you can, and then you're good. So I squeeze out. So like I have the thing all clenched up, the bottle all clenched up. I'm like, all right, cool. I think I have a feeling that everything is clenched up on you at this point. So I so I take I take this thing. And I look at it. and I'm like, that doesn't seem like it's very empty. They said there's gonna be some left. So I open it up, let the air come back into it, and let the bottle fill back up, and it's like a quarter of the way empty. Like I haven't, I've dumped like maybe a quarter of it out, so I have to go through this whole thing like three times to get it out there. So it's like this whole process, dude. And so then they tell you, they tell you that you, like you have to hold it in for as long as you can, up, and it could be up to 20 minutes, and your body will tell you when it's time to let it out. That's what the box tells, okay. says on there. Your body will tell you. So I stand up. I stand up and I take a shower and I get all of the oily mess off of me the best that I can. For now. Yeah. I walk out of the bathroom and my wife, God bless her, she goes, how do you feel? Different. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't worth that much money? She goes, "She goes, are you feeling okay? I go, yeah. She goes, how do, how do you feel? I go, I feel like Richard Gere. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I go, but neither an officer nor a gentleman. <laughs> and so then- like 20 minutes go by, nothing. And my mother-in-law had said in her very, very specific, very graphic directions, your body is going to tell you. She like pointed my chest. Yeah. Your body is going to tell you when it's time. She's like three inches from your face. Yeah. You listen here, sir. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting into. 20 minutes go by. I'm like, well, nothing's happening. So I guess I'll just sit down and just let it. Oh! oh, oh! <laughs> so I, I got to do like this insane, like marine training duck walk like where like every bit of you is clenched and like your toes are like curled up because you're just trying to keep as much tension in your body as you can. And I'm like power walking into the bathroom and I'm like, I sit down and it is like that scene from Van Wilder when he's trying to take the test and he yeah. just sits on the garbage can. Yes. It's kind of like that. Except I get up. I said it was going to get graphic here, guys. I get up and there's nothing in there. Except, you know, like when you have like the homemade salad dressing and you let all the oil coagulate on the top. Yeah. That's what it looked like in there. With no sediment or nothing. Only the, the enema liquid yeah. came out. So I come out, and Melanie's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, nothing happened. She's like, what do you mean nothing happened? I could hear it. I'm like, no, it was only the enema liquid. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, nothing happened. She's like, you didn't poop at all. Well, I mean, I, technically I did, but like it wasn't yeah. like. It was something I put in my body. Yeah, I put, it came it out. out the way it came in. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I go, she goes, that's crazy. 
And so then I, I lay down and I'm like legitimately like sad. I'm like in tears now. I'm like, because now I've gone through this. And just for the record, the doctor said I got to do this once a day for two days. This is the first day, right? So now I'm like, I just went through all this and nothing happened. She's like, well, you're supposed to do it again. And I'm like, uh, I'm not doing that again. And she's like, well, you're going to be in pain. And I go, well, that's just something we're going to have to deal with because that was fucking terrible. So I'm laying there and like, sh- like she, my wife is so sweet. She feels bad because she wants everybody to have a great time. The kids are having a great time. My in-laws are having a great time. And I'm having fun. Like, it's a great trip, but I'm so uncomfortable. And so she's like, she feels guilty that that's going on. I mean, it's a whole thing. It was like really like a downer of an evening. So that's Thursday night. Friday morning, I wake up and I stand up and I'm like, okay, my stomach feels a little better. She goes, oh, that's good. So I, I get a glass of water. I take like three sips of the water and my stomach tightens right back up again. I'm like, oh, oh come on. And like, she's like, really? And I go, yeah. And I go, God damn it. And then all of a sudden, the air raid siren went off and it was fucking Hiroshima. I go running into the bathroom. I'm like throwing the kids out of the way against the walls. I go into, and I destroyed, I destroyed it. It was like, like frightening, frightening. Like just like the amount of like just clean out that happened. Like, I'm like, I don't remember ever eating that ever in my life. Like whatever that thing is right there. There's no way that I ate that in my life. No courtesy flushes in between. I didn't have time. Like if I like went out, like. Yeah. If you moved it all. Like if you, like if you shake up a beer bottle. And then, like, cover it, and then, like, kind of let some of it out. It squirts out the side. Like, if it was the same, like, if I leaned over, it was going to come out. <laughs> so, like, I didn't want to do that. So, I'm like, I'm trying to, like, do the flush thing. So, I get up and I'm like, all right, I was good. And, but, like, I, like, and I legitimately at this point, like, I, my clothes are fitting differently. It's only been two days. Well, I mean, obviously, I'd, like, I, we've walked so much and I haven't eaten, right? Yeah. But, like, on my foot, I can feel my clothes are fitting differently. So, I stand up and I'm like, Oh God, I could still feel the pressure in my stomach, but like I could feel the big one, like at the bottom of my gut now, like I could feel oh, it in there. No, and like I can't, I can't get rid of it. I'm like, oh God. So I drink some milk of magnesia, which is something else that he had prescribed. We go all day Friday. I still don't eat because I can't. Friday night, more milk of magnesia. Go to bed. Wake up in the morning, and it is the same drill as the previous morning. I mean, it is. It's violent. Violent. I stand up, I take a drink of water, I look to the side, I look at the kids, I give the kids hugs, I give Melanie hugs, I run in, in just my underwear, I run into my, because we shared a, a door, Yeah. I kick the door open to the in-laws, in my underwear, and high, as they're getting ready for the day, and I high-five them, <laughs> like, it's happening, it's happening, I feel better. <laughs> we went to breakfast, dude, at, that we did our character breakfast that morning, and uh, I ate like a Somali refugee. I did like a piece of like monkey bread over like an omelet under like a pancake over pizza with like a ham sandwich on it and just fucking shoveled it in. So like there's this great picture of my daughter and my son, you which you've seen standing yeah. next to Donald Duck and the picture, like the look on their faces standing next to Donald Duck. It's like the picture of why parents go through all the mess at Disneyland to take their kids. Like it is the picture of why you do it as a parent yeah there's another picture floating around of me just squeezing food between my teeth i'm like throwing it on myself <laughs> like i just can't get enough of it i'm just eating like it's the, like i'd been in prison for a hundred years like, like I, I imagine like nelson mandela has just come out of the darkness and he's shoveling his face that's the way that i felt and there's that same face that my kids had like from pure joy of being at disneyland i had the same face from this shit breakfast that we had at yeah. the hotel the morning that we left so the entire time we were there <sighs> 
It, I, the best I felt was as we were getting in the van to leave. That's most probably most dads feel that same oh way. Oh my god. Oh my goodness, dude. That sounds horrible. <laughs> So these really, like the beers we had yesterday, the first beers I've had since, since a week before we left, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, oh man, my God. Dude, dude, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> Just, and all I could think, you loyal listeners, all I could think, on my elbows and my knees, assuming the position, and all I could think was, this is going to be a great segment. This is going to be a great segment. <laughs> <sighs> if we can't get sponsored by a douche company now, <laughs> an enema company... Fleets, where are you at? Yeah. Where are you at, Fleets? Send us a check, son. Oh. Well, that was uh, that was colorful. I, I told you. That's good. Uh, do you want to jump into the second beer? Yeah. Let's do another beer. Let's do some shit tweets, which now has a whole new meaning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Right, perfect. Uh, you glad? I'll get you right here. Let me take a quick five. Nah, quick let's roll right through it, dude. Let's roll right through it. All right. Um. So the next one we are doing right now is a uh, collaboration, a collabor brew. Um, our uh, our friends at the Stone Brewing Company out of San Diego uh, did a beer called Mega Wheat. It's a double IPA. Um, but they did it with uh, collaborations with uh, Marble Brewing Company out of uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the Odell Brewing Company out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, unfortunately, Odell does not get enough justice in, in, in recognition because they kind of sit in the shadow behind the, the New Belgium Brewing Company, which mm-hmm. is also in Fort Collins. Um, they make really good beers. I've never had anything from Marble Brewing, but I have enjoyed some beers from Odell in the town of Fort Collins, mind you. Um, so this beer is their Mega Wheat Whoa. Double IPA. Uh, this is an 8.4 ounce uh, Double IPA. There's a um, lot of passion fruit in this beer. I mean, I get, you know, it's, it looks like a pretty standard, uh, and Boot, I'll get you some port here in a second. Um, run through Run through the color real quick, if you could, Brad. Uh, the color is definitely sort of this, like, Poo-like. it's a light copper, I would say. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely not opaque. It's definitely filtered, and there's a little bit of head retention to it. It's not too bad. There's, uh, the lacing is good. Um, on the nose, there's a lot of, like, just tropical fruit passion fruit and papaya in the nose of this thing i get a lot of papaya i don't get i don't get passion fruit though no i mean i get the i mean definitely guava. get the, the sweetness yeah guava and, and they get the you can just you can smell that sweetness it's like when you do cut up from fresh fruit you, know, you have that little bit of that that citrus sweetness in the air that's exactly what it smells like it's really i mean it, you but you it doesn't the initial sip doesn't translate those flavors right away because you're definitely caught off with the hops, um, which I don't. I have to look at the bottle. It doesn't. I don't see the bitterness content on this. This drinks almost like a Bellini. Oh, 70 IBUs. Um, really? Yeah. In that, like, not like the, it's not because it's super thick or there's a lot of like syrup to it or anything like that, but there is this sort of dryness at the end of it that works out well. Like if you have like a really nice like dry champagne for that. Oh yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the sweetness in the nose and the sweetness, like the first sip, has a lot of that passion fruit, but I don't find it to linger really well. No, no. There's well, just something a little toasty in the end. It just reminds me, like in structure, it reminds me a lot of like a Bellini. Um, but definitely, like the 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 seventy IBUs kick kick in, um, but they they cut through those sweet flavors and it just leaves a little tiny little bit on your palate, a little residual. 
left behind. Yeah, it's just like I said, it, it it creates this like toasty champagne almost like finish to it, like not the yeast, like it doesn't yeah. taste like. I'm not talking about like from the flavor profile, but from no, no, just no. like a structure and like just a mouthfeel profile. It reminds me a lot of that. I always found, you know, and this is maybe because I do feel like this is the carbonation is really prevalent, and I think it's perfect here. Right, absolutely, um, and that's I think that's I always find champagne to be overly carbonated, and obviously it's part of the process. But I, that's one of the reasons why I don't like champagne. Um, but it does, yeah, the dry, it's there. I totally see the dryness. I totally see, I can, I can see exactly how you drew that line. Um, yeah, the, it does the, I feel like now that I'm like second sip in, um, man, those hops are really, really resting on my, t- on my palate, my tongue. Yeah. I feel like they're just kind of like, I have a lozenge of hops sitting on my tongue. It's just coated my mouth. It's completely, you definitely need, this is a great beer to eat food with so that you can get some of those hop oils out of your mouth. You know, something like really, like a nice spicy pasta would be good. Um, it's a great pizza beer. <laughs> um, but even like something like, you know, like a, even like a chicken, like a chicken wing or, or some, something like that that's, you know, a little, it's something that's not so much greasy as much as it's just crispy. Something that's got a little bit of vinegar to it. Yeah. Something like a little acid spicy to it. pickle yeah. type deal. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. This is a great yeah. beer. This is a really great beer. Yeah, it's really good. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's. The the a lot of times when people think wheat, they think automatically think hefeweizen, or or something like that. And and this is the same thing. Why you know this is why a little something something is so popular. This to me tastes a lot like a little something, but it doesn't have the sweetness that a uh, little something something has. This thing's great, but it's that sweetness from the gravity. It's they you could really get out of whack with that beer. I always feel a little something is a little overly sweet in my opinion. Yes, I agree. A lot of people love it. It's just not my cup of tea. This has got a very gentle, subtle hand, that sweetness, that gravity. They really, really timed it just right. This is perfect. This is a great beer. Yeah, really well done. Nice job. Mega wheat. Stone. Hashtag mega wheat. Stone at Al. (laughs) I don't know who Al is. Oh. Oh, Al. (laughs) Um, Yeah, good beer. So uh, I'll put, we'll throw pictures of that up on the, uh, on the uh, Instagram, if you will. Um, Let's do tweet of the week. Wrap this thing up. What do you think? It is time. Cue the music. All right. If you are new to the uh, Sports Meets Beer show, Sports Meets Beer podcast, a a new member of the pod family, uh, this is a segment that started specifically with Lowell Cohn, now former writer for the Press Democrat, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame vote holder, uh, and his terrible usage of Twitter. But he has since retired. May you reside in peace. The pressure we put on him, the Sports Meets Beer family, put single-handedly on, forced him into retirement. That and the fact that he's 200 years old. Uh, but we felt like the segment needn't die no. with him. So what we do is we go through, I scour the internet over, over the course of the week to try and find some of the shittiest tweets I can find, specifically re- relating to sports. Um, although there have been uh, a few honorable mentions that weren't about sports that we wanted to bring up but uh some sports tweets that are really truly horrible i will read out any any number of three or four we've done five once uh and then we will pick of the four the shittiest tweet of the week boot you're gonna join us for the shit tweet of the week this week sure outstanding so i have four this week i have four uh tweet number one from mr fox sports one's colin cowherd deshaun watson is the better version of Johnny Manziel. What is that? Like a better drinker? Yeah. Like a better quarterback? What, like, what, are, you, what are you getting at with that? That's, uh, yeah, that's horrible. It'd be one thing if there was like a link to his show. 
right? Like, right. hey, look, I like said Like my that. column? Yeah. <laughs> my column. All right, tweet Which, number- by the way, I don't know if you did you, if you realized, I, uh, I did get on Twitter, and I totally was trolling Grant Cohn, because he, he wrote something, and I put on the end of it, I just put my column, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and did he respond? No, he uh, didn't, but I was uh, waiting for him to do it. Oh, God. Uh, all right, tweet number two. From one Chad Ochocinco, formerly Chad Johnson. Yeah. Uh, this actually happened while we were talking to uh, Dr. Death. This okay. tweet came up. I want Alden Smith to hang with me. He will be in football shape, football ready, but he'll be a tad overweight due to the McDonald's and playing FIFA. <laughs> what the fuck? Chad Ochocinco, what in the world? Are, like, it's kind of a serious thing, man. This guy's life is like... Like this is a guy that played in the league. Like you're supposed to be brothers together. Yeah, like, brothers. You know, you're arms, supposed to like, support. Yeah. Like you're kind of making a joke out of it. Absolutely. And you, you're just you're you're not in the league anymore. So you're grasping for attention for this, which I realize that's all Twitter really is is people just grasping for attention. But still, Ocho Cinco, you're better than that. <sighs> Tweet number three. Uh, my favorite athlete of all time, Jerry Rice. Yes. It is a picture of him, a selfie that my laptop is now dead, so I can't call it up. Uh, and it just says, cash me outside, how about that? Just joking, guys. Have you guys seen the video? <laughs> That's it. That's it. And there's no video link or anything? There's no video link or anything. It's a selfie of him in like a newsboy hat, wearing it backwards. Uh. It says, cash me outside, how about that? Just kidding, guys. Have you guys seen the video? Jerry, it's like he's—he's he's like your server at Applebee's. You're the goat, Jerry. You're the goat. Come oh, on, man. You're Come better on. than this, Jerry. Tweet number four, the final tweet of the week, uh, comes from former adult entertainment star Mia Khalifa. She tweets today in light of the Scott McLuhan firing. She is uh, a she now does as uh, a personality for DC Sports. Uh, she's uh, she's very vocal for her. Uh, fanhood of the Washington Indigenous Peoples, the Washington Capitals, and the Florida State Seminoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, very vocal in that. Uh, and she says today, I wouldn't invite Scott McLuhan to my fantasy league. That's how bad of a GM he is. Good riddance. Now, I only bring that up as the worst tweet of the week. I'm going to give you a list of all of the guys. Actually, I will give you a list of roughly one-third of the guys that Scott McLuhan has drafted. And these are just the people off the top of my head. These are people off the top of my head that I knew that he drafted. That's how good of a GM he is, that I could list as many people. Right. Now let's go ahead and review the list. Alex Smith, Frank Gore, Vernon Davis, Delaney Walker, Patrick Willis, Michael Crabtree, Russell Okung, Earl Thomas, Golden Tate, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Byron Maxwell, Bobby Wagner, Russell Williams, Matt Jones, Preston Smith, and Jameson Crowder. That's a terrible GM. I'd like to yeah. get in her fantasy football league, for the record. <laughs> that If she doesn't think that that's good GMing, I'd like to get in that's, there. Yeah, that's horrible. I'm looking at some of her pictures or something else I'd like to get into. Yeah, her eyebrows? Yes. Her eyebrows are something else. They are. Uh, all right, so quickly, Colin Cowherd, Deshaun Watson is the best, better version of Johnny Manziel, Chad Ochocinco, I want Alden Smith to hang with me, Jerry Rice, cash me outside, oh, Mia Khalifa, <laughs> good riddance. What say you, Boot? What's the shittiest tweet of the week? They're all real tweets? They're There's all not, real they're, tweets. They're not a fake one in no, there? No, we're done with the fakes now. Okay. We're done with the fakes, because it was easy when it was just one guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was trying to, I, at first I was trying to figure out which one was fake. That's what I was saying. I'm like, holy shit. No, no, no. We said this at the last show. I know, show. I know. We said I know. this at the last show. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, 
I'm gonna have to go with Jerry Rice because there's just no point of reference with anything. <laughs> it's a bad one. It's a bad that, one. Especially because there's like, okay, I can see it if you link the video. Right. It's like there's just there's no point to it. It would be hilarious if you linked the video and there was like instead of Doctor Phil's head, it would have been like Joe Montana's head, and then his head as the girl would be hilarious. Yeah. Um. Or referencing anything. <laughs> yeah. Just... I I I'm gonna, I'm with Boot on this one. The Jerry Rice one's horrible. See, look, this this is all it is. That's all it is. There's no video. Oh my god. <laughs> and Jerry, Jerry, when you take a selfie, you got to do it from up top, man. You look like hell. <laughs> You oh man, like that's bad. Although the the honorable mention on that one is the uh, coward. Coward is an honorable mention. For yeah, you? that's <laughs> fucking horrible. I, I I think the Chad Ojosinko one's honorable mention for me. I well, whatever. Ojosinko is just an idiot. But at the same time, like, why is why is coward talking about Manzel at all? Granny's trying to make a comeback. I get that. There's no reason to to reference him to anybody because it's Fox Sports One and they're <sighs> clutching for. They're grasping at straws, as they say. Yeah, so you're Jerry Rice, too? Worst one? I'm Jerry Rice. You're Jerry Rice? Is he unanimous? Yeah, sorry, Jerry. I love you. I love you. You're the goat. You're the goat. But this tweet is fucking terrible. Yes. Jerry Rice, you are the shit tweet of the week. Oh. So much stuff that we're going to retweet you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm on my own Twitter account. We, you're on. I can get on ours, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, right on. Well, as I'm a... Uh, Lovely, enjoying this and lovely beer from Stone. We're gonna call this thing, uh, call it an episode, right? I think we probably should. It's a wrap, part three, episode forty-one. Sports meets beer. Thanks for listening. A venerable cornucopia of buttfuckery. Yes, today was was definitely that. Uh, if only you could see the behind the scenes shenanigans, breaking microphones, <laughs> punk rock legends stopping by. It's unbelievable. You'll never know what's going to happen at the Sports Meets Beer podcast. You never know. Uh, if you do get a chance, uh, send us uh, send us some photos. Tag us on something. Instagram, social media stuff, Facebook, email, something. I leave Let us this, know you're listening. I leave the, you guys with this final thought. Is the enema of my friend my friend or my enema? 